Support for Waveform comes from Anthropic. So looking for an AI solution for a business, it might be time to check out the Claude 3 family from Anthropic, your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. So whether you're powering a customer chat experience or doing complex R&D or need advanced analysis, Anthropic can help provide you with frontier intelligence. So if you're looking for speed, power, or anything in between, the Claude 3 family offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just visible. Switch today at visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see visible.com. Welcome back, people of the internet, to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Marquez. And I'm Andrew. And today's episode, I'm already predicting I'm going to get a little bit ranty, but I'll try not to get too crazy. We're going to talk about oh, yeah. the nothing event. Uh, <laughs> but we also have the reviews of the Mac Studio and the Studio Display. We'll talk about that a little bit. And we're also going to reveal what phone Andrew finally picked up. The results of the poll were interesting. And I'm looking yeah. at it over here, but we're going to reveal that during this episode. But first... Andrew, a, you have a little thing. Like kind of like an Apple Watch Pro tip. Yeah. Um, so we're doing the uh, the challenge app right now. This um, killed me. This was great. Yeah. Okay. So we do this every once in a while. I haven't participated in a little bit, but um, we like to do the challenges group app, uh, whatever you, it's just called challenges, right? It's challenge. It's a group fitness competition with the Apple Watch. Yeah. If you're on Apple Watch and you ever think, I really wish there was group fitness challenges, there's an app called challenges that actually lets you do it. We yeah. really like it. Um, and so this weekend, it was my really good friend's wedding. Um, congrats, Matt and Beth. It was so much fun. And I have physical proof of how fun it was because I didn't want to lose my points that day, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm I'm known to get down on the dance floor at weddings. I see. So I I realized there was a dancing exercise. Yep. On the app. So you know, wedding rolls around. Not doing much all day in terms of exercising. At least got my stand hours plenty because we're doing stuff all morning. And then dinner rolls out after the reception, and it's dancing time. So I decide to throw on that dance um, exercise and. I looked the next morning and I just want to read off some of the stats from this because I think they're kind of crazy. Yeah. So let's see. I started at 10 o'clock p.m. and went to 11.39 p.m. Total time, an hour and 30 minutes. Active calories burned 895. Total calories, 1,067. Average heart rate for an hour and a half was 147 beats per minute. That's kind of incredible. And I'm looking at the graph because it gives you a graph of how your heart rate went up and down Mm -hmm. during the workout. With like most workouts, they'll do like some sort of a graph. Yeah. Then I'm trying to figure out what songs were playing during oh, certain spikes? I'm pretty, you had a pretty sure big I can get, spike in the middle. See the one in the middle? That's 100% "Dance with Somebody" by Whitney Houston. Okay, there um, you go. That's best wedding song ever. And if you disagree with that, I don't think we can be friends. Um, There's but, a short spike that's very tall near the end too. Towards the end, near like somewhere between the middle of the end and the end. There's like this. 
Just oh, that that 170 big, BPM. That spike. was that's what I'm talking about. I think that's dancing okay. somebody. This little um earlier in here, um, there's a more prolonged spike. They did the yeah. like a stride of the like early 2000s like pop punk like Blink 182 and lit and all that, and that's a. Uh, very nostalgic for me, so I think I went pretty hard there as well. Several um, songs in a row. So yeah, wow. but I'm I'm pretty pumped. This is hands down calorie like cardio wise the best workout I've done this whole month. I think so. This is funny because we're yeah we've been sort of trying to encourage ourselves to stay active. Blah blah. Like everybody has their thing that they'll do. Some people. Uh, Vin will go one wheeling, and mm-hmm. there is no one wheel workout, but it's pretty similar mechanically to snowboarding. Yeah, for sure. So I'll get a snowboarding workout notification. Mm-hmm. Vin completed a snowboarding workout. I'm like, whoa. It's and like then 70 I'll get, degrees outside. Yeah, I'm like, how is he? Oh, right, it's the one wheel. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people walk to the train or walk in yeah. their morning commute. They'll do an outdoor walk workout. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other day, I sat down on the couch and I opened up Gran Turismo and I noticed that there is a fitness gaming workout. I didn't, Wait. I didn't turn it on. Okay. I didn't turn it on. But you can do a gaming workout if you if you play an intense enough game. Oh my god, I've lost out on rate. so many points. Yeah, you can track your heart rate the whole time. You get a little nice little graph at the end, and that counts towards exercise goal. I believe so. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So that's that's a fun one. But yeah, the dance one makes a lot of sense. Uh, I've done a lot of indoor bike. I've done a lot of golf ones lately, and, and I've practiced tonight. And there is a disc sports. Is there really? There's a disc sports. Okay. Workout that Apple Watch will track. Now, it's just like it's an Apple Watch. It's on your wrist. It's not the most scientific thing in the world, mm-hmm. but it is kind of cool that it's basically just going to tell you your heart rate the whole I love time. It. It's simple. It, it pushes you a little bit more. Um, right now, you having practice is pushing me really hard because I am somehow in the lead with like a week and a half left. And mm-hmm. now that it's guiding nice out and you're practicing is really hard, especially when it's like the end of the day and I'm like, I don't have to max out points. And then your like practice workout comes uh, yeah. in on my watch. And I was like, <laughs> mm, sorry, Claire, I got to get on the bike. Again. Yeah, we always finish practice late too. So, like, we have Empire practices and Pony practices at night yeah. now. So you'll get you'll get that notification at like ten, eleven Pretty p.m. Late. Probably. Yeah, I've hopped on the bike at yeah. eleven p.m. a couple of times. Uh, also, go. one more tip: I love the uh, braided loops for the solo braided loops for the Apple Watch. Yeah. Um, but they're a hundred bucks. I got this one on Etsy for nine. Nine dollars. Nine dollars. I mean, is like, there a quality difference feel, that you can feel? I can show you the one main quality difference, and that's in. It's probably very hard to see this, but it's plastic on the connector on this versus metal. But like, feel these two and see if you yeah, see band, if you feel a ninety dollar oh, difference same. between them. Absolutely not. I'm yeah. already yeah. It's already the same, and you can just get like you can get literally nine or ten for the same price exactly. and get a bunch of colors. Yeah, that's the way to go. To me, just it was just right like size. this was starting to. Uh, it stretched out a bit and wasn't fitting me quite as well. So I was like, oh, I just want this for the challenge because it's my favorite band for climbing, but I'm not going to spend $100 just because we're doing a challenge for a month um, yeah. on that. But yeah, um, nice. let's get into the nothing event though because that was, I'll be honest, when I wrote the outline for this week's podcast, I was like, oh, there's the nothing event on Wednesday. We'll just record right after. We're going to have a ton of information. Mm-hmm. I've never been so mistaken before this event was the definition of could have been an email oh yeah it was it was great it was so first of all it was 15 minutes late i blocked off an hour on the calendar for it (laughs) i was like all right it's gonna be 10 a.m to probably 11 Mm a.m they're finally gonna announce their next thing right uh 15 minutes in nothing yet (laughs) okay there's gonna be a lot of nothing yeah well let's get it out of the way yeah not a lot happened there during this event big nothing burger 
But it finally does start, and the whole thing's like 12 minutes long, and they're basically just announced that they're going to make a phone, asked for investment money, and then dipped. But the event itself, was, right. it was very bizarre because there were a lot of things that happened that to me felt like it felt like the most 2022 like crypto, like not really promising anything that concrete type of event. There were a couple small things that were interesting. They're going to have a launcher. So if you like what you've seen, we'll be releasing the Nothing OS launcher in April. And a Nothing OS that will launch on the phone. So mm -hmm. if you have a different phone, you can potentially download the Nothing OS launcher on your phone before the phone sends out. out yeah. Maybe that'll tempt you into buying their phone. But we didn't see the phone. We don't know what it will look like. We just know that they're going to make a phone. It's going to come out in summer, and it's called the Nothing Phone One. Which I thought was also funny because yeah. the essential phone was basically what the essential PH1, which is just essential phone. Now we Same just have idea. the Nothing Phone one so i guess at least they're getting ready to make multiples of them which I think essential there's, never did there's but. something about startups and having to call their first phone the one i mean the one oh, yeah, plus was yeah, the one plus one yeah ph1 the earphones that nothing made are the ear one so yeah. you know welcome to another smartphone company okay so here's all the i want to just go over all the weird things about it first they mentioned apple i want to do like a word count maybe and find out how many times they said apple versus how many times they said their own name the ipod the iphone apple the first iPod to Apple. Apple. The MacBook, the iPhone, the iPad, AirPods, AirPods to Apple. Remember that first iPhone launch? To Apple. Yeah. Because they felt the need to constantly compare themselves to Apple, but then also constantly talk about how Apple is the only choice and that's bad because they don't plug in nicely with other things. So you don't want to be like Apple. Yet as soon as you leave that ecosystem for a Windows PC or an Android phone, it breaks down. There is no alternative to Apple. This means that consumers don't have a choice and innovation slows down. And that's not right. But yeah. also, our first year of sales were just like Apple. See, here's Apple. So they're they're kind of a little bit conflicted on how they want to... They just bring up Apple any chance. Do you know what? Get. I'll count it and we'll tweet it because it's pretty easy because the event it's was only 13 <laughs> minutes long. So True. I'm pretty sure I can count. I, how many times they said Apple versus how many times they said nothing? Yeah, I, I want to see that. I, I bet, bet it's close. slightly more in favor of nothing, but it's pretty close. I can tell you it's more times than Apple mentions any other brand in any of their. That's a hundred percent true because <laughs> yeah. Apple pretends no other company exists. It's, yeah. Um, okay, so we got the name. Basically, the only concrete information we got was they're going to use a Qualcomm chip. Also funny because they 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 brought that in with um like we are nothing we feel like we are here to cause change to the smartphone industry. And we're using a Qualcomm Snapdragon chip, which, which, everyone, else which everyone else is using. uses. Um, yeah. Which is like, that's more just funny timing on it. Um, but yeah, yeah, Qualcomm chip, it's obviously Android. I think we all knew that. I think that the nothing OS is clearly, it's, it's still Android, it's just a skin on it. Yep. Um, but they talked a lot about how it's going. It almost feels like they're creating... And then this is kind of similar to what OnePlus did originally with all the Cyanogen mod stuff on their original phones, which is like feels like they're doing what the enthusiast would want to do on Android phones, which is like yeah. way quicker animations and just like things, widgets looking better. I did like how it goes from the lock screen clock and then into the regular clock is like perfectly um, matched with each other. Doesn't so it move. looks seamless. That was a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that on I almost just said what phone I have. Every phone does um, that. They move yeah, the clock around all the time. Very annoying. Yeah. I kind of got the vibe that like Carl 
and the team at OnePlus had a thing going where like they'd started with this enthusiast grade thing, the fast and smooth, the nicely considered small touches and animations. Mm -hmm. And then they realized that they were building it all for Oppo and like underneath the company. And they were like, we want to do it ourselves. So they all left OnePlus. OnePlus soul has left its body and it's basically just another shell of a company underneath mm -hmm. that Oppo Megacorp. But now a lot of those same people are working for this new company called Nothing, and they have the same idea, same big talk, same we're going to change the world stuff, but they're starting with the enthusiast level uh, appeal. Yeah, and they went a little, so it OnePlus was flagship killer. This feels almost more pinpointed at Apple killer. Like yeah, that's, that's kind tough. of what the Nothing Year Ones were like, right? They were supposed to be the AirPods Pro right at less than half the price yeah which is funny because they started off by like name dropping like seven of apple's products in a row yeah and saying like they made all this great ecosystem but as soon as you want to leave the ecosystem things get worse and there are no like alternative ecosystems so apple big bad apple is the only option so now we're going to make our own ecosystem yeah. just like <laughs> apple okay great so that's happening um but they didn't show the phone that the only thing they showed was like this weird cryptic symbol yeah. Which I was trying to Let understand. Me, I want to pull, do you have a picture of that symbol? I can probably pull that up. It's on nothing.tech, right? It's basically just this like, yeah, it looks like a, the letter C with a small letter C above it and then some dots and dashes. It kind of looks like a SIM card Very, yeah, tray so remover. It's like if um, a SIM card tray remover was like a tech crop circle. L like, yeah, it looks like a, a G with an upside down lowercase I underneath it, a C as if like you're imagining, actually, if you're imagining the Android um, oh, alien, yeah. it looks like the top of that where the left antenna is a C sure. and the right antenna is just a detached antenna. Yeah, I um, don't know what it means. It, it, they didn't tell us what it meant. I mean, I'm guessing this is some sort of a symbol for like all of the products that will be in their eventual ecosystem, maybe. Maybe they're gonna fill it out and add dots and dashes. Yeah, on. I mean, he literally said, you might not get it just yet. Yeah, of course we don't know what it means. He literally said, you probably don't get this yet. <laughs> and I looked at him <laughs> like, you, yeah, I, I don't. What is it? We also learned nothing about that. I, I mean, I'll be interested to see what these all mean and how many of them are more just like, it's just marketing hype. That just, because remember, remember OnePlus when they tried to sell us that they purposely put the S on the back of the phone in the reflection? Mm -hmm. yeah. This feels like one of like those Like the things. 60, yeah. I, so I have two main questions. Mm -hmm. One is I wonder if they can really pull off a transparent-looking phone because I really like the way the Nothing Ear 1 earbuds turned out. They yeah. look pretty good. I love them. They're my favorite earbuds right now. I think now. they're my favorite-looking for sure. Mm -hmm. Maybe not my favorite overall pair, but I really like what they did aesthetically with them. I like them for some weird reasons, mostly just because they fit really well in my ears. That's a perfectly but, legit reason. And I think they look fantastic. Like yeah. To me, it's... um. I like them because of why a lot of people like Beats. I don't love how Beats look or the Beats logo, but I totally respect the fact that like, as long as you're happy with the sound quality and how they work, looking good is nice. It I works. love how the ear ones look. Yeah, so my question is, can they replicate that with a phone? Can they pull that off? We've yeah. seen a couple uh, transparent-ish phones, like maybe a sliver of the phone is transparent or like translucent. U12. One of my yeah, favorites. Some like stickers have made an appearance. I think mm -hmm. Realme, you know. I think we'll Xiaomi see. did the fake sticker. Right. Yeah. 
I don't want to, you know, speculate too much. I'm sure that's exactly what nothing wants is just for us to go, I wonder how good it'll be. Yeah. But the other thing is like, they are the most 2022 company ever just asking for money. Please invest in us. Please invest in us. This kind of reminds me actually of what we were talking about the other week with a all lot, the EVs. Unfortunately, a Where lot. we parade around this idea. And if you like the idea enough, invest in the company because the future is bright for this idea. And so the idea that they paraded around for 12 minutes in a live stream today was we're going to change the world with a smartphone and an ecosystem and look how similar we are to Apple yeah. who by the way is nothing like us they're bad but we're going to change the world like Apple uh, and so that's that's how they get people to, to, to invest and they've asked for uh, $10 million from the public this time. Yeah and so I just saw something that was really funny as you were saying that um, about the investments so you know how they already collected investments off the beginning, right? And then yep. this is their second round. I think they said they're open to uh, up to $10 million. So when you go to nothing.tech, it says community investment and then in parentheses two, as in like the second community oh. investment, but following the one pattern of like parentheses inside it. So yeah. they're literally naming their investments like they are their products. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I guess you could just keep giving them money and getting nothing in return i think that's the perfect way to end this segment yeah pun start on a pun end on a pun end with a pun yeah this event could have been an email all right yeah for sure <laughs> we'll take a quick break let's come back and talk about some actual real products be right back Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Support for Waveform comes from Coda. So it can be tough to stay organized when your team is spread across time zones. With Coda, you can help keep your whole team on the same page with an all-in-one collaborative workspace that brings together the best of documents, spreadsheets, and apps into one platform. That means less time ping-ponging between different tabs and tools and more time on your projects. So with Coda's extensive planning capabilities, you can stay aligned when managing planning cycles and while measuring objectives and key results. Plus, you can access hundreds of templates and get inspired by others in Coda's gallery. So over 50,000 teams across the world collaborate with Coda, from the New York Times to Square, uh, from Toast to TED and Uber. So if you want a platform that enables and empowers your team to collaborate effectively and focus on shared goals, you can get started with Coda today for free. You can head over to coda.io slash wave. So that's coda, C-O-D-A dot I-O slash wave to get started for free. Coda.io forward slash wave. All right, welcome back. I know I said I was going to talk about uh, real products for a second, but I just want to open real quick because I got distracted by Twitter. You know how randomly you'll get like trending Twitter topics that are just like a random word because there's just the perfect storm of yeah. things about it? Mm -hmm. Like Apple products tweet or Apple products trend all the time for no reason because yeah. people are just talking about Apple products. Uh, I have Tiger on my trending right now, okay. and it's under sports. And there are three separate stories as reasons why Tiger is trending right is now. Is one of them that new Netflix show with Barack Obama? 
That's what no. I would immediately jump to. No, just because that's been trending a lot. My hint is that it's under sports, even though that's only one of the stories. All of them, all three. Only are under one of them are. So the word "tiger" is trending so under sports, and that's because uh, the Masters is coming up. Okay. And the other week, the PGA Tour put out a list of. So if you win the Masters, mm-hmm. you're invited back for life. Okay. And Tiger Woods has not played in a while, and ever since he had like that car accident, and the PGA Tour put out a list of previous champions who will not be playing this year mm-hmm. and tiger's not on that list and everyone went oh is tiger is he is he back is he going to play in the masters and so the entire uh golf universe is waiting for the announcement of whether he'll play or not that might be out by the time this episode comes out and then i just clicked on that expecting to see a bunch of tiger tweets and i also see a tweet of there's a random tiger at a zoo fan cam that just reached a million views and there's a bbc article about an escaped tiger from a zoo that turned out to just be a plush toy. So all of those things combined on my timeline today Twitter, to trend the word tiger. Twitter is a magical place. Love, so love me some tweets. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's talk about Mac Studio and Studio Display. Real products, our real reviews are out. Yeah. I am very happy with uh, those reviews and like the time we put into them and the yeah. final results. Which one you want to talk about first? Let's just go... I like the studio display talk more, but let's just start off with Studio Mac because I think that's like the, the powerhouse. But the the display has just like a ton surrounding it besides sure. just the product. And these are just kind of like our final thoughts on this. Obviously, go check out both videos if you're interested in it. Um, Definitely. Also, like Studio Mac, we made a really killer robot intro, which I'm sure everyone loves, even if you hate Apple. Totally worth watching. Great videos, yeah. in my opinion. I am a little biased. A little tad biased. I think they're good. Uh, okay, so the computer. So it's a, it turns out it's a good computer. Wow. <laughs> there's not a lot to hate on because a lot of people typically will find a reason to say, oh, there's nothing really new here with this computer, right? A lot of the, uh, the classic Apple-hating community will just say, eh, it's just a rebranded blah, blah, blah. It's just a bigger Mac Mini, whatever. It's not that uh, big of a deal. That's a... Um, Rough thought, I think. Right, but, but it is it is a really good computer, and Apple Silicon is doing its thing. It has I.O., it's got great cooling, it's got great performance, and they genuinely did something really new and really good, which is an M1 Ultra, which is fusing two chips together with a high enough bandwidth that the system sees it as one chip. Mm-hmm. Like, the more articles and talking about this that I see, like, that's, that's what SLI was trying to be. That's Try, what, yeah. like, what was it Crossfire? AMD Crossfire, whatever it was called? Oh, like, you would I, get I two GPUs, and you get a little bridge card, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you'd, you'd connect them, and you'd have twice the power, but they weren't really acting like twice the GPU. Your system would have to see that there's two GPUs and then decide to split up the tasks between the GPUs. And Apple's given us twice the GPU cores. It's twice the everything. That's the theme of the review. Yeah. But yeah, the system sees it as one powerful chip and that translates really well for performance. And the benefit here is because Apple's doing it and with what we see with a lot of Apple products are when you make all of the components, they're insanely compatible with each other and the efficiency between them is really, really good. So you're just like SLI would have to be probably connected to, you know, NVIDIA GPUs connecting to an Intel chip or an AMD chip. This is just all of Apple's stuff on to more Apple things connected it's by all more sharing Apple memory yeah. bandwidth super high between all the parts. It's awesome. It's great. Yeah. My, my question at the end of the day for me is, all right, they made a computer called the Mac studio. Guess what? We run a video studio. 
is this the new computer that I'll be editing on at my desk? That's that's kind of the question at the beginning when they announced it. It's like, is this the new Mac Pro? Yeah. Or is this just a really powerful small Mac on the desktop? And as soon as it was announced, I I immediately ordered the highest end spec Mac Studio, anticipating that it would end up replacing my Mac Pro. And I think technically it can. I'm just not sure that I'm going to yet. I'm not sure. Do you have? There's a couple like reasons. To, yeah, yeah. One, we're still waiting for the new Mac Pro. But I don't know how soon we're going to get that new Mac Pro. Not that there's any like problem with my current Mac Pro aging. Mm-hmm. I'm just obsessed with performance and getting the last couple bit of gains out of it that yeah. I can. Like the the iPad Air review, it was chugging. When I was editing that at the beginning, I had yeah. too many plugins and it was just like I'd move something across the screen and it would just be- beach ball for 30 seconds and I'd have yeah. to wait for stuff. I'm just ready for better performance, right? So the Mac Pro, I'm convinced, will for sure offer that. But I don't. We don't know when it's coming out. Mm-hmm. Maybe announced at WWDC and then shipping in later in the year. That's uh, the optimistic view, is what I'm leaving that at. Yeah. Not sure when that's coming out. So we saw this machine, and early Apple charts indicated it would outperform the Mac Pro. Yeah. And I looked at all the I/O, and I said, "Okay, I've got these two Thunderbolt monitors. I've got the Thunderbolt RAID array. I've got the DAC, and all this stuff." And the Mac Studio supports all of it, and it can be on top of my desk so I don't have cables hanging behind it. And it seems like this is a good replacement. But when we got the machine into test, it did not beat the Mac Pro that I've been using at a lot of the things I was expecting slash hoping it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically editing, like there's some, something about having 768 gigs of RAM that just lets me load audio waveforms in faster and like keep the timeline going a little longer. And the export, the export was faster on the on the Intel Mac Pro again. Yeah. Twenty eight cores just churned through. I think the export was. Uh, they were very close. It was like a minute faster or something. Yeah. It, they're both fast, but I was just noticing it's not actually crushing. But then I'm still tempted because it's Apple Silicon, and I just want to get our workflow on Apple Silicon ahead of time. Yeah. All of the apps that I use now at this point, I think Discord just got updated. Like all of this stuff is now optimized for Apple Silicon, Mm -hmm. like this is going to be a a better, more efficient workflow. So I'm just, I'm kind of torn. I still have the machine coming in, but I don't know if I need to switch to it. Maybe that can be an editor's computer. Maybe that can be something else, but I think I'm still going to keep Intel Mac Pro for now. So while you're still keeping that, I think what is really, really cool about this is how much did you pay for the um, (laughs) maxed out version? That's a good point. Uh, It was about Forty-five grand. No, for, for the, the Mac Pro. For the Mac Studio, it was eight grand. Yeah, eight grand. Okay, so yeah. those of you out there who did not want to spend forty thousand, could not spend forty thousand on a Mac Pro, but still are doing big resolution files, oh, yeah, doing a lot of editing, like more than enough. Look at that. You're at a, a fifth of the price at this point. More than so, enough. like those people should be super, super happy and really, really excited for this. And it. I mean, form factor comparison, like, is... It's huge. That in itself... That was the conclusion, basically, I got to, is, like, this is more computer than you probably think you need. Yeah. Like, if you're... Like, they showed it in studios with, like, photography studios where people were, like, editing a raw file from the R5 and Pixelmator. It's like, you don't need this much computer to do that. (laughs) This is going to crush that. I mean, you could be future-proofing, and you're future-proofing at way less money at this point. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Absolutely true. But, you know, the M1 Mac Mini will do... 
that it's exact really workflow awesome stuff, really yeah. well. So yeah, your your headroom for days if you get this just computer. SLI two Mac Minis. Oh god, that's kind of what just happened. Pretty it's just M one M one Ultra. Uh, so yeah, nothing but good things really to say about that computer. Even though I might not be swapping it out for my yeah, my main. You're not swapping, but for people out there looking, the price to performance ratio versus the Mac Pro is destroying it. Yeah. And also size to performance if you're someone who likes a neat desk because I would say the one way to potentially get you to switch to it is if you f- keep looking at your desk and seeing all the wires that have to run to the ground and just being like, a lot. I'm finally sick of this. It's and I'm tired lot. of people commenting about it. <laughs> so I want to actually have everything. I'm like, tired of getting my cables roasted. Yeah, it would fit right under both of your XDR displays perfectly. Right and in the middle. you could make things look real nice and clean on there. But um, yeah. yeah, that little tiny bit. I mean, when you're playing with variables like plugins and all different audio and like all the stuff that we're doing at the same time, um, you really appreciate that little bit of power you get out of out yeah. of the old one. Yeah, so, so far, the 28-core Dual Vega 2 Duo 768 gig Mac Pro is hanging on yeah. over the brand new small Mac Studio. But yeah, that's, you know, good computer. They also announced a display with it. Less, less positive things with the display. Now, I was really happy with the way I was able to put together this review. It's a very unusual product, I For think, sure. is, is where this all started. For sure. It's called the Studio, and I think the main problem with its positioning is it is, well, this has happened before with Apple products, but it doesn't really match up to anything. If they want to call it the Studio, then it should be a high-end panel with uh, background back, backlight zone dimming. It should have different, it should have mini LED probably. Maybe it'll have pro ProMotion. It's got to do something in the high end if it's going to be a studio monitor. Funny enough though, I um, based on their other naming schemes and products, I actually think it fits perfectly where it is. Okay, I I'll give hear you my that. So my reason basically is is I think the monitor for the Mac Pro right now is the Pro Display XDR. Correct. I don't know if Studio is their full Pro thing because they say they're coming out with another Mac Pro. That's so true. Studio feels like the slightly smaller version but still like prosumer okay cheaper I'll, commercial I'll kind clarify of okay I I think you're right it it has to be underneath the Mac the underneath the pro product with this which is the pro yeah. display XDR it doesn't get low enough okay okay so when you get so it's sixteen hundred dollars with non-height adjustable stand you add the height adjust now it's Two thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, and you add nano texture, and now it's twenty three hundred dollars. Exactly. Yeah. This monitor isn't necessarily a better panel for a lot of people's uses, mm-hmm. but it does certain things really well that certain people are gonna love no matter what the price is. Wait. And that was a challenge for the review. Can I say the one thing it does the best, which you said this morning mm-hmm. that I I loved? the naming, and at first I was like, oh, it's just Studio Display, but look at every other monitor's name out there. Please, everybody else, follow a factor like this. I cannot tell you the name of both of the monitors on my desk at home because they're both like Asus Tough VS 248 QG Pros or something like that, (laughs) and I have absolutely no idea, and whenever anybody asks me, it takes me 10 minutes to find my yeah. past order and think of what it was. The the two that I compared it to in the video were the LG Ultrafine 5K, not bad, mm-hmm. and the Dell Ultrasharp U2820Q. 
not a great name. Bad. Um, bad, bad, bad. So studio display is very easy to remember. Rolls yes. off the tongue. But yeah, I guess my challenge was like, yo, this is not a great deal for most people who are cross shopping. But the the thing that this is designed for is for people who are not cross shopping. They were just looking for a yep. better Mac monitor. It just works with plug and play. It has a webcam and speakers built in. The speakers happen to be very good, in my opinion. If you're yeah. into built-in speakers, you don't want to have extras. That's great. You don't even have to think about it. The webcam, not that great, but whatever. It's a webcam. Most people don't have a huge investment in how good the built-in webcam quality is, mm -hmm. even though I was expecting better. Um, and there is a huge world of monitors out there that just don't work that well with the Mac. I reviewed the the LG Ultrafine 5K. I had to look back. It was five years ago. And the thing- <laughs> That was its own. It, had, it was made of plastic. It had these weird shielding issues with Wi-Fi, which I've never hilarious. seen. Very strange. Impressive. But then also just like plug and play. Sometimes it would just not wake up when I'd wake the Mac up. The, the Mac Mini I plugged it into would wake up and then the LG Ultrafine would stay asleep and I'd have to restart the Mac Mini to get the monitor to light up. Like mm -hmm. all these weird little quirks that people have been dealing with with monitors for a long time, and you get one from Apple, you know it's just like, all right, plug and play, it's just gonna be fine. Yeah. And there isn't really a price for that, unless you're Apple, in which you say, okay, that's worth $1,600. Yeah. And so the way I reviewed it was, I mean, you can watch the video, but to summarize, it was like, all right, is this a good deal? It's 5K, 27 inch, 600 nits, P3 color, 60 hertz LCD. If you wanna do like a comp of like, let's say you're a real estate agent and you're like, how yeah. much is this house worth? All right, I'm gonna find another house with the same number of bedrooms and square feet and in the same location. And then the price of that with the same finishes is probably the same as the other, the other house. So I'll find another monitor with the same specs. The closest one is the LG Ultrafine 5K. Mm -hmm. That's like, yeah, you get, really close on paper, but I don't want that monitor. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not as good of a, an experience. Mm -hmm. So uh, at the end of the video, I said, look, is the Rolls-Royce Ghost a good deal? Because it's the only four-door sedan with suicide doors with a 6.7 liter V12 that's under 400 grand. There's two, by the way, just <laughs> like the monitors. There's one that's 400 grand and one is 300 grand. The nano textured Rolls Royce. <laughs> exactly. Is that a good deal? No. But if that's what you want, yeah. then it doesn't really matter that like a Chrysler 300 is a better deal because I want the one with the thing. And I did the same thing with the shoes. Like, all right, is the, I think Adam had this idea, like are the Nike Hyper Adapts a good deal? I want self-lacing shoes. That's That's all I really care about. Yeah. Well, okay, but the Jordan 1s are a better deal. They're only, they're only 130 bucks. Yeah, but I want to do the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're 300 bucks. It doesn't make it a good deal. Yes. Apple will notoriously find a way to charge more for something like they did with this. The conclusion is it's not a great deal, but it's a good monitor for a lot of people and they're going to get it and they're going to like it. Yeah, you're you're allowed to like things that aren't good deals. It happens. Exactly all of the time. A 3090 is not a good deal, but True. like sometimes you want that. I mean, maybe that's performance wise, you know, you are, you can perfectly compare it to something lower than that. But like in this sense, if you want this, if you see the studio display monitor and are like, 
I, I love everything about that. I love how it looks. I love how the build quality is on it. I love the compatibility with my Apple products. Like everything on this, I really want 5K over 4K for some reason. I mean, that's- uh, The reason is actually kind of substantial. I might've downplayed it a bit in the works review. works really well with- The scaling, uh, so it's exactly yeah. twice the resolution of 2560 by 1440. So the scaling doesn't have to do anything wonky. Okay. And 5K is almost double the pixel count of 4K. So 3120 okay. by 14, whatever. The the actual number yeah. of pixels you get, so you can edit a native 4K video and have UI around it. Okay. A lot of stuff like that. There's not that many 5K monitors, but that is pretty nice but as yeah, a pixel lover. Comparability-wise, it's but let's, so like if that is your thing, if this if this all fits in it, you can buy that and you can love it, and it doesn't matter that it's a bad if it's yeah. not like a good deal. Like n there's not a single person, the biggest person who loves that thing, I don't think is sitting there and being like man, I really pulled one over on Apple and like I really got a, a, a good a good deal here. I hate saying the word a million times, but that's totally fine. Yeah. A lot of times products feature is the fact that it's really a good bargain for the money. This is the Apple specialty. That's though. just not what this one is, yeah. but it has everything else. Exactly. So that's awesome. Yeah, this is the Apple specialty. If you ever ask somebody who buys, actually probably the telltale sign to know if an Apple product is for you or not, is the second you start cross shopping and seriously considering other products, you probably know this one's not for you. Yeah. Like if you right. look into, you're like, you know what? I think I need a new monitor. I wonder which one I'm gonna get. Let's compare the studio display with X. Immediately you're gonna find like, okay, the fact I'm even considering these other monitors means I'm not sick of them, which means I'll probably get a better deal and I'll just go with the one that's a third of the price. Yeah. But if you're just, oh man, I've had all these other monitors and Apple just released this monitor that's just made for Apple products, I'm just gonna get this one. That's the type of person that Apple's aiming for, and I think they nailed that. I do really think the real estate reference was probably the best analogy here, because like I, I just remember looking for for houses. It's like you want this many bedroom, like bedrooms, bathrooms, square footage. That's all super obvious. But then we were looking at things like fenced in yard, over an acre of property, under two acres of property, like very specific things. And then the comparables get less, less, less. And then mm -hmm. you're like. Oh, here's two houses in these price ranges. What? But like, they they have totally different things in them, and it's just like mm -hmm. eventually you're like, okay, that's the one. It's more money, but it has every single thing that we want, and we're just gonna move into it. And we're gonna be really happy about it. Yeah, yeah. Let's say even if this monitor was uh, thirteen hundred, let's say it's the same price as the LG Ultrafine five K. Yeah, there's still gonna be people who would never consider the LG. Yeah. So, fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Apple can can charge a little bit for that. But yeah, that's those are the two products. They're both studio products. I think every time now that now that we've done the reviews, I'm still left in like, what will this Mac Pro be? Can like I say one more thing about it? Yeah. My biggest gripe about it, um, like I know Apple loves to do the thing of where VES amount, VES amount, I I'm never quite sure if I'm pronouncing Same. Right, Same. um is like extra or it's not extra, but it's an at you can't have the stand and then detach it and have that. My biggest yeah. gripe about it is that it's not centered on the monitor. So a lot of people were talking about screen it's rotation. Not? No, it's like down low like an iMac. It's probably on like oh. the bottom quarter, bottom third. Okay. Um so the hinge is towards the bottom where when it's vest amount, I'm not sure how well that would hold up on like a rotating arm if you did it. I'm sure hmm. it would probably be fine, but there's always gonna be that little imbalance or like different center of gravity because you're pulling from like a third down it or now rotated a third to the side of it i mean right. luckily, that might be the, something you get used to the build know. quality is really good so i'm sure yeah 
But like if you took that plastic LG Ultrafine and held it from like a bottom corner of that, I feel like that would be creaking (laughs) and like really pulling on some parts of the frame that wouldn't hold up very well. Yeah, that's Um, even one of the things, the the build quality of this monitor is its biggest pro and its biggest con. It's so weird. The hinge, yeah, like, okay, first of all, everything is, it's metal, it's got these sharp corners, like most monitors are plastic. So right off the bat, it's like built really well. The hinge is incredibly well balanced. If you get the height adjustment, which is four hundred extra dollars, yeah, it 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 height adjusts really stably. It doesn't rotate, which actually makes it feel more stable than the Pro Display XDR, which mm-hmm. is a thousand dollar stand. Um, but the downsides are like it's fixed, so whichever one you get, you can't use or upgrade. Oh, you have yeah. to send it to Apple if you want to change it out. Mm-hmm. And two, the power cable, that whole debacle. It's it's not designed to be removed. Yeah even though you can pull really hard and rip it out the back. We had a review unit. You're not supposed to damage yeah. these things when you have review units. Linus has a Lots of people bought them and like pulled really hard and you can eventually rip it out the back. But that's how you can tell you're not supposed to. Like a normal monitor, what happens? Yeah, you yeah. just pull it right out the back mm-hmm. and it's fine. Um, and so somebody found that there's a tool that you can use that you're supposed to use. Yeah. I don't even know. Is this an Apple tool or something that people are supposed to buy? I don't know. I think I'm it's probably an Apple internal tool, Apple tool, yeah. but that literally like you wrap the cable around it and like twist and it, it pushes up against leverage, yeah. leverage to pull, rip the cable out the back. Yeah, it's it's weird. You're not designed to upgrade it. And that's like, let's say you have a cat chewing on a cable. You have to now replace yeah. the entire monitor. I did see a lot of people repaired. saying, what difference does that make? And I agree and disagree. There are instances like that. You can fray a wire. You can, I mean, especially if you have like, you know, sometimes when your desk is pushed up too close to the outlet, so you're like jamming a plug in there. Now it's almost at a right angle and you're just going to, the wire is going to start fraying. Or if you're in a professional setting where like IT has to move computers around a lot or move desks, like moving a monitor where the cable's hanging or you have to like wrap it up is it's just more difficult. It's so yeah. much easier when you can just pull all the cables out, toss them in a box, move the tower and monitor, and then put all the cables back in. Yeah, um, and even if you never, minor, even if you never have to deal with the cable again or damage it, for a lot of people, it's still a man. It's still a matter of principle. Like, yeah, really, you're gonna make the monitor like you, you're gonna lock it in and not let me replace it if I want. That you know made a lot of people disappointed, but yeah, to me personally, I'm like, all right. That's that's just another thing Apple can do, and that's a very thing that only Apple would do. Yep. Um, but there it is. That's the studio display. I would recommend not getting the nano texture if you don't need it. It is incredibly hard to clean. That's the one that thing I've is, noticed. Yeah, my XDR makes me we very all mad. we all got the nano textures because we live we we shoot in this very bright, very well lit studio, mm-hmm. and it really does a great job of getting rid of reflections. But if you like drag a an eyelash across the thing it leaves a huge mark and, and you're, it's pretty you're not pretty to hard use cleaning supplies and the cloth you need the special cloth it still doesn't always work mine looks like i sneeze on it every day that's <laughs> um, not great so that's a if you're considering getting it that's my little pro tip um all right let's take a quick break we've got a reveal to do of a, a little phone that's just out of frame here so let's come right back and do that that's just for my apple ah.
Support for this episode of Waveform comes from Gigabyte. There's a lot of talk out there about how AI is revolutionizing our world. Computers are writing newsletters, robotic bees are pollinating flowers, and a whole new wave of driverless taxis are popping up in cities all over the world. But how can AI power our passions and what we do for fun? That's where Gigabyte's AI gaming laptops come in. So their range of powerful and portable new laptops deliver cutting edge performance for anyone looking to explore the brave new world of AI powered gaming. So every 2024 Aorus machine comes equipped with the Gigabyte AI Nexus, which is like a central hub located with all the AI powered features you could hope for. So that includes super useful tools like AI Power Gear, which automatically throttles and extends your computer's battery life depending on your power source and usage. You'll also get access to AI Boost, which optimizes performance based on what you're doing in that moment, whether you're ripping through an FPS or running your own large language model. AI Boost automatically adjusts the GPU and processors to maximize responsiveness and deliver unparalleled efficiency. Lastly, AI Generator includes various generative AI apps for quick startup, and all 2024 Gigabyte models seamlessly integrate with tools like OpenAI and Microsoft's Copilot AI chatbot. But the Aorus 16X and the Gigabyte G6X take it to the next level with a dedicated Copilot key, allowing users to swiftly tap into productivity and generative AI capabilities. I also keep hearing AI is gonna change a lot in the gaming world. Andrew, can you think of anything about that? Not just optimization, like you said, but like more personal optimization I could see happening where like maybe you're playing a competitive game like Valorant and you want higher FPS and lower resolution, like you're okay versus like The Witcher where you might want 4K crispy resolution and like a lower frame rate. I think finding that between your computer specs and what you want might help out a lot. Nice. So all of the models that I've been talking about are available right now at oris.com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. So that's A-O-R-U-S dot com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. Gigabyte, team up, fight on. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, welcome back. Um, last episode, if you stuck around till the end, we kind of mentioned how me upgrading my phone has turned almost into a meme on this, uh, on the channel. And I finally upgraded, so we posted a Twitter poll to see, we're gonna do the reveal in a minute, but we posted a poll to see what everyone thought. And it was fascinating because it's the one of the closest polls I think I've ever seen on Twitter, at least in terms of one with four options. We gave four options. The lowest is 23.5% and the highest is 27.5%. That's crazy. With wow. 2,200 votes too. So like not just a couple votes, like that's 
close. So no one knows what phone you've picked. They don't. They don't. Okay. Um, but we we put a little thought into this poll. Um, so the choices were the iPhone 13 got 23%, Pixel 6 got 28%, S22 Ultra, or we just put S22, um, got 25%, and S21 Ultra, 24%. So like, you know, Pixel, I talk about all the time, I'm coming from a Pixel 4 XL, iPhone 13, I think I have constantly mentioned wanting to switch to iOS, but I hate how many icons are on the homepage, and that <laughs> yeah. still is a thing. Yep. Um, S22, I was really digging. Um, and then the S21 Ultra, we talked about how good of a deal it was. Yep. Um, much unlike this studio display. But um, we talked a lot about how going back a year flagship, it was still such a good phone. Um, and those choices, yeah, like we said, really close. 23%, 28%, 25%, 24%, all right on top of each other. So, and I got a lot of tags on, yeah. as to telling me why a lot of people saw the Apple Watch we mentioned earlier. Right. This is for the fitnesses challenge. There is an iPhone 11 here, but this is just an But that's one. strictly so you can use the Apple Watch this for the fitness challenge. strictly so I can tell everybody that I'm winning the challenge. Okay, right so it's not the iPhone 13 then. It is not. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. You know what it is already. I've seen it already, <laughs> but are they ready? There it is. Pixel 6. For our audio listeners, that is a seafoam green. Yeah, I went sort sort of seafoam. Sort of seafoam Pixel 6. Okay. So you've had this for a couple days now. It's shiny. And About you, a week. You've, yeah. You had a case on it. It came. Was, yeah, I do. I, I, I'm a case person. Yeah, yeah. Um, it came the night after we recorded the last podcast, which is when I wanted to just talk about it, but this wound up being kind of fun, so I'm okay. glad. Um, so how have you enjoyed it so far? Because I, I actually, I'll just mention this right now. I have been using the S21 Ultra since January of last year. It's been like a year and change. Mm -hmm. And I just, again, put my SIM card back in the Pixel 6 Pro. I'm using the March update. So far, so good. It still has a little bit of hiccups compared to the S21 Ultra. Okay. We'll see how long this lasts. But I'm curious how you're enjoying the Pixel Six we're experience. We're Pixel Brothers now. Yeah, same idea. Back, back same at it idea. again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I went regular six, obviously a bit cheaper. Um, to be fair, biggest things I wanted were my Pixel 4 XL is just getting towards the end of its life. I think I had some screen damage, which was causing a bunch of accidental touches all the time. Mm -hmm. And I had things like just completely closing on me or like random buttons getting touched whenever. Um, so I just needed to make the upgrade just for this needing to upgrade from an old phone um i think the two biggest things with me and why i picked it is i'm dying for an ultra wide camera i feel like the activities that i do like climbing and outdoors ultra wide is so much more fun super useful um and the pixel 4 xl did not have that yeah and then for me and my laziness i think the ease of just going from pixel to pixel same operating system same feature set all, like I was running Android 12 on my Pixel 4 XL already. Mm -hmm. It was the most seamless transition between the two of them. Um, that coupled along with a good trade-in uh, system. Did you get a better Pixel price does. than the S22 would have cost? It's the weird because the S20, I think if I had the, uh, like if you have a bunch of backup phones, Samsung lets you trade in two phones. Pixel only lets you trade in one, oh, wow. which is really awesome. I still, I just traded in one though and because of the the things I mentioned, that's why. Right. I think you probably, Sam's, Samsung seems to always be the best deal you can get. They're trying to get you on They're board. They're so good at, yeah. at trying, at like saving you money on all that. Um, but yeah, so a couple thoughts so far. Um, yeah, let's the, hear it. Did the, I get my review right? 
Did you get your? I want to see if there's we anything. We loved it. we loved the Pixel Six. Yeah, I, gave I got it the my, regular one. One of my it was it was basically our quote budget phone of the year. Yeah, maybe not maybe not budget, but value phone of the year. Screen I dig. Ninety hertz is fine. Yep. Um Totally fine with that. Flat edges. I think it looks good. Um, I put it in a case. I have the D brand grip case because like. I really like to Wait, toss show the my icons. phone around. Show the icon on the back. Skin. It's there it is. All black, so it's probably really hard to see. But um, black on black was dbrand.com slash icons. Come on, icons, yep. something like that. Uh, I should really know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so while I really liked it, I love the ultra wide. I love how that's just basically everything that I had already. It doesn't. It feels like I barely switched, which I love. Nice. Um, I have two gripes so far. I want to guess what they are. Okay. Fingerprint reader. Yes. Slow and slightly inconsistent. More and, more just slow. So I can't compare it that way because I didn't have, I was using Face ID because right. the 4XL had Soli. Even though I disabled all the Soli stuff, Face ID would still work because mm -hmm. I, and I've said it on this, I hate Soli. I hated when my phone would wake up when my hand went near it. The amount of times <laughs> my phone would just wake up all the time and then I would look at it and then it would unlock mm -hmm. and acts, manage. It's so frustrating to accidentally swipe a song in your car when you're just like reaching into the passenger seat for something. I mean, like that's usually where my Taco Bell is. <laughs> I want to listen to my songs and just eat my Taco Bell. Stop. But anyways, this is my first in-display fingerprint reader. Mm. I really miss face unlock on my 4XL. Mm. I loved it. It felt really seamless. I know even with the masks, but like usually only wearing the mask at like the grocery store and when I'm out at home, it felt really easy. Um, it does feel kind of slow because I'm only comparing it to my old like Pixel 3 back fingerprint reader. It's slow reader. compared to every Clear. phone. Okay. Yeah. Um, and just like when I'm working out and sweaty, if I'm climbing and I have chalk on my hands, if I'm outside and there's dirt, if I'm doing yard work and stuff like that, it's clearly going to affect yeah. that, which I don't nice. love. Um, so I don't like that that much. You're okay, right. that's one. That is one. That's one. And I even... Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I was, when I was reviewing the iPad Air, I noticed I couldn't tell if it was me being spoiled or just really getting used to Face ID because on I, I've used the iPad Pro a lot. And with the iPad Pro, you tap the screen, it lights up, and then you swipe up and it just already looked at your face. Yeah. And with the iPad Air, it's got the fingerprint reader. And you can get really used to the fingerprint reader just like you'll get really used to this fingerprint reader. But there's just something about it just like looking at your face and it doesn't matter what's on your hands. Yep. So that's one thing. Okay, the other thing. You have I, two things? I got really into, sorry, just like pulling my phone up, power button, and then just unlocked. It's already open? Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love that. Um, okay, that's fair. Second thing is? Is it your, I don't think it's your battery yet. You haven't had it long enough, maybe. Uh, cameras are, is it, mm, is it the cameras being a little too processed HDRE? I don't mind that. Okay. At all. I'm fine with that. Okay, you, what is your? You were kind of right. So I'm going to preemptively say it, it was battery, but I figured out why it was battery, and that problem has been fixed. Okay. So, okay, I like I mentioned before, I was at the wedding all weekend, so like not a lot of time to keep it on the charger, which I usually do. Um, and I came from a Pixel Four XL, which is not known for its battery life at okay. all. So anything should have been an upgrade. Yet I found myself over the weekend just being lower than I would like. I mean, mm. I feel like there's people who. Are, are like, this battery life is great. And when they go to bed and it's at 20%, like, hell yeah, I made it the whole day. Probably mm -hmm. It probably would have been that. But if it's under 50% for me, I'm like stressing usually. <laughs> like I oh, do not like it to be down that low. That's funny. Um, but I also noticed 5G was on the whole time, despite not feeling any benefits of that. Yeah. I turned 5G off and it's been way better since Next. then. So I just 
feel like that should be something you should do. Um, unless you're somehow in a place where 5G is super beneficial, I would just turn that off. You know, it's funny. I have this, I have this new thing. Like I, when I test a phone, I, I daily drive it. And I, I always have this thing where I put on ways and I navigate to work and have this like half mm -hmm. hour, 40 minute drive. And there's a spot right when I'm getting on the parkway where I always lose service. And it's become like a game of like how far down the highway will I get before service comes back. Oh, really? So it'll be 5G and then I'll roll into over this hill and I always lose service right past this gas station. I'll go past the light and I'll get onto the highway. And with the Pixel 6, well, I had been using the S21 Ultra mm -hmm. and it would always indicate probably within about 300 yards, it would be back on LTE and then eventually it would find 5G again. The, the Pixel 6 Pro this morning, it dropped service like it usually does right where it's supposed to. And then it took like an extra like thousand yards to pick up LTE again right. and another like half a mile to pick 5G back up again. Huh. And I just noticed, I don't know if that's a an indicator overall of the signal strength from the Pixel, but I feel like we did see signal strength complaints where like if you have low signal, it's going to hurt your battery. And the Pixel doesn't have a great like antenna. And mm. so if you turn 5G off and have it stop searching for 5G all the time, it'll probably help your battery a lot. Yeah, I think, like like I said, there. I mean, and there's plenty of cases where if you're on 5G, you're potentially getting worse speeds than LTE. Yeah, 5G is trying not to great. Pu pump you off of the crowded LTE bands. What do you? What carrier are you on? T-Mobile. T-Mobile. Is there 5G like anywhere that you go on T-Mobile? I feel like they're maybe one of the, they have mid-band 5G. And then they were one of the first to do to like, is it ultra-wide? 5G, I'm completely blanking right the now. The blanket they, coverage yeah, or yeah, the yeah. millimeter? Yeah, the, the blanket, blanket like mid-band. No, they do not do, I don't think they do millimeter. Yeah, we did the video about um, T-Mobile's mid-band 5G. Okay, They're like yeah. pretty well rolled out. Yeah, I think. I think they were one of the first to do it. So I, and I was in a, the wedding was in a town that was like pretty popular. So like okay. all wedding 5G. And, and like I noticed it because it's not something that's shown on my phone before. So it's new to me. Right. And like, I was always like, oh, 5G, 5G, oh, 60%, 50%. Yeah. It's like, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Like and you're not uh, using data good. or like downloading yeah, anything. It wasn't doing much, yeah. So yeah. it just, I mean, like, listen, I'm sure I'm 100% positive it would have lasted the full day with no charge. Yeah. But it was stressing me out. Fair. Yeah. Fair. That's so, funny. It reminds me of my dad who's, um, who's old iPhone. Have I told this already? I got him a new phone. He, uh, he had sure. like an iPhone 6S Plus okay. or a 6S or something like that. And uh, I think it was Thanksgiving. He showed me his phone like plummet from like 17 to 8% oh. battery in like three minutes. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I got him an iPhone 13 Pro Max. He ends the day with like 98% battery now. <laughs> it's it's incredible. He doesn't have to do any work and it saves. He can probably go a week plus That's on a amazing. battery. You should ask him to not charge it and see how long it takes. Yeah, and just keep running it down. But he probably get he doesn't get stressed at all. He's like 8% battery. Yeah, I'm good. Like I'll just keep running this phone down. That's awesome. That's I great. wish I had that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But- Super happy with it so far and nice. really excited to keep it around. All right. Um, Pixel. There cool. we have it. We're Pixel brothers now. That's it. For now, Forever. anyway. We'll see how long Forever. that goes. No more reviews. Uh, we'll see. Team Pixel. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's been it for this week. For sure, stay tuned for a bunch of new stuff. Like I, Apple Week has come and gone so we can get back to the other stuff that we were working on yeah. before that. Um, so stay tuned for those videos. Make sure you subscribe to the Waveform channel if you haven't already. That's a YouTube channel you should be on. And uh, yeah, that's about it for this week. Thanks for watching. Catch you guys later. Peace.
Waveform is produced by Adam Molina. We are partnered with Vox Media, and our intro outro music was created by Vane Silk. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com.